0: So this movie really made, me, or this episode really made me want to watch uh, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. You said again. that,
1: yeah. Well, you said the prequels, uh, and I was just—I think you said Episode One and the first thirty minutes of Episode Two, and I was just like, I assume you're talking about the Star Wars prequels.
0: Yes. Uh, just because of
1: the the racingness of it all, or
0: yeah, well, like the the aesthetic of this episode is so much more like colorful and varied than with like the ships like, and stuff. Yeah, like, I like, I like, you know, obviously I love Star Trek, that's why I do this podcast, but I, I've always kind of said that, like, the the 90s-era Star Trek shows, especially TNG, but I think Voyager and, uh, Voyager and DS9 also have this issue where, like, they all kind of look like, like an 80s living room, kind of, like, uh-huh. all, <laughs> they all have well, a very beige and, I like, have...
1: share with you the, uh, uh, Lisa had, sh- had shown me a, an article she found about, like, how basically that's because when they were... Like dressing the sets, they essentially just had to find some like designer that produced cheap furniture in bulk, oh, and really? so it was just like actual furniture from like the time it was being made. Because mm-hmm. um, because this one too, there's the scene where Bolan. Sorry to really tangent no, this one off, but there's the scene where Bolan is in like Neelix's bar or whatever, mm-hmm. and she just lays down on this like square leather sofa <laughs> that like right, yeah. looks like something that like from a like four college students that just got their own apartment yeah. type of like furniture. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, again, like like not like the aesthetic of the show is sometimes kind of iffy. Like like in this one, I thought it was like so much more colorful and interesting, and like they had like these really good costumes, and like I thought that like the ship that what's her name uses is really cool. And yeah, was, like just being inside that ship, I was like, oh man, this makes me want to watch Speed Racer again. It makes you want to watch. Uh, you know, obviously, like there's, it's about like a race through space, which is like very it reminds me of episode one. And then I was thinking about too, like the car chase scene in um in episode two, the like at the time. beginning, yeah, yeah. And which also, like, I I re, I watched uh, the Fifth Element for the first time last month too. And, oh, really? Um, yeah, and, and like I was like, oh, this is where George Lucas got the car chase scene from. and <laughs> yep. in it's 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 super super you know, aesthetically similar, like just like the way, like the way like the multi-level like highways and like, even like kind of like the way the cars look and stuff. Yeah. Is, it, there's just like, a lot of like similarities there, you know, and I'm not accusing him of anything, you know, like good art, you know, good artist steal or whatever, whatever the, the phrase is, but like, uh, it's just interesting. But yeah, that's, that's what this it made me, I was really, I really liked the aesthetics of the episode. And it just made me think about like, maybe think about some science fiction I'd seen recently that, that is more, more colorful and stuff than, uh, than Star Trek usually is so that was like one of the things in its favor but yeah I think we're gonna have a really interesting discussion about this one because this episode has some highs and some lows uh-huh. hi everybody and welcome to out of contracts the show where two guys who've seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order I'm Ryan Howard and I'm Brady Jungle sorry i forgot what we were doing there for a second <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi ryan I'm sorry uh today we are talking about uh th- so brady this is a show where we watch a star trek show uh if you've forgotten and oh. we would pick it out of a random generator and then we talk about it and sometimes we've seen it and sometimes <laughs> we haven't this one is one that you've seen before i assume and i have not yeah, um yeah
1: it had been a uh, while this, but because yeah, yeah you asked me like if this one was good and i was just like i remember the premise of this one And, like, it seems like it should be fun, but I don't remember if it was actually good
0: or not. And the answer is... Eh. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah, this episode is Drive. It's Season 7, Episode 3 of Voyager. It's written by Michael Taylor and directed by Winrich Colby. I think those names have both popped up several times uh, on the show before. And um, the the memory alpha uh, description is very, very (laughs) short. It's just... Tom Paris enters the new Delta Flyer in an interstellar starship race. And... To kind of say how I feel about this episode, I would just say, like, if only that was the only thing this episode was about, I would love it. Like, yeah. The part, the parts of the show that are about this, very good.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> such a parts. fun premise. And it's one of those things, I feel like we've talked about stuff like this before, where, like, as soon as it, as soon as, like, you hear that idea, you're just like, how did they get all the way to, like, the seventh season of the fourth show before yeah. anyone came up with the idea of, like, what if we do gumball rally in space yeah because it's brilliant and like makes for such a fun premise
0: and they really go for it too like they they spent they had to have spent like a good amount of their last season budget on this episode because like like i said like it looks really good like there's a lot of there's there's, like a new set like 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 inside of like her ship like it's really colorful and then like they they make new starfleet uniforms for some of the characters yeah they have like which look great like yeah
1: i love the delta flyer outfits yeah
0: and uh, they make a bunch of new uniforms for the other aliens and stuff too. Like it looks really, really good. Yeah. And then, and there's a good amount of yeah, like. There's like race uh, scenes. Like, yeah, there's race all... scenes. Yeah, so like they really, they really like put a lot into it, and like that part of it is really good. And then I remember, I remember about about oh, what'd you say? Like 10, 15 minutes I think into you're, the episode. Yeah, I would say you're probably like, about ten minutes in. Uh, that, there's a scene where I was like, oh no, this is going to be about Tom Paris and Bolanos' relationship. Yup. <laughs> And that doesn't that doesn't totally tank the episode, but like I so every now and then we watch an episode where like I get really activated and I start writing a bunch of notes, and that happened this time. And like half of my notes are just stuff like Tom Paris, Star Trek's greatest villain. You know, qu- uh, <laughs> quoting Bolana Tom is a great guy. No, he's not.
1: <laughs> I, I uh, also like, when she said that, I also wrote it uh, down. I was like,
0: eh. this this episode uh, this episode is really good. And then every now and then they remind you that Tom Paris sucks. Uh, like He's so bad. The, Tom Paris responds to this nice gesture of B'Elanna's. Remember, we're here to win. What an utter tool. Like, that's like half of the, the notes are just.
1: Yeah. Just,
0: no, yeah. And I mean, like, like you I can't, hate this man. <laughs> I
1: did sum up that whole storyline as basically, like, Bolana Torres is doing, like, all of the work of trying to, like, make their relationship work and is being, like, super nice and, like, thoughtful. And, and Tom Paris is just every time being, like, a jerk about it. And then gets like rewarded at the end, and like yeah, you're supposed to think like, man, what a like good guy.
0: Well, and you were you were saying before the episode start before we started talking that like this is a really good example of kind of like the lower bar for men, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It it, it very much that like I feel like they're just kind of society has set it so that like to to be considered a like good partner or, like, a good father or any of those things, like, you really just have to do the bare minimum of, like, being around, like, being there sometimes that, like, yeah, yeah, the expectations are just so low that, like, kind of, like, a little bit of, like, caring or recognition of just, like, oh, you, like, are a person who has, like, wants.
0: Feelings. Yeah, yeah. and
1: feelings, (laughs) like, and just even just, like, recognizing that that's true, like, puts you as, like, oh, wow, what a, like, you know, generous and thoughtful guy he is.
0: Yeah, because it, for the first like most of the episode, it does kind of feel like you're supposed to be on Balana's side, which and like, you should be. A- yeah. A- and then at the very end, he's like, "Why well, have feelings too?" And then and she's like, "Oh, well, that changes things." So I was yeah. Like, no, it, it doesn't. Like he. I couldn't make up my mind if, because... like, they were
1: trying to make me think like, oh wow, yeah. Balana's just being like naggy and unreasonable, and like Tom's just so like great and generous that like look at this gesture. Um,
0: yeah, because like. The you know we'll get to it, but like the things that he confesses to at the end don't really have anything to do with the way he's treating her earlier in the episode. Like like those are independent yeah things. But um yeah the, uh, <laughs> uh but anyway though like there is there is a lot of good stuff in this episode, and we will we will kind of like we'll get into it as it kind of goes. But, yeah uh, yeah just uh, a a really kind of a frustrating episode because like so much of it is so good. So but yeah let's let's uh. Let's hit it. You you take us. Yeah.
1: So it starts. Um. It, it starts out with basically the. I, I don't I don't know how in Voyager you've gotten. Is is the Delta Flyer a thing yet or? Uh
0: no I know what it is but okay. we have not gotten to that point. Yet. This is this is the first episode we've done of the show with the Delta Flyer also. Okay. Um, and this is the second version of it I believe right.
1: Yeah I think it I think it gets destroyed in one of them. Um. But yeah there's a so basically they've they, uh and it's I think mostly like. I don't know if this is mostly a Tom and Harry thing or, like, a Tom and... But, like, Voyager is basically built a kind of, like, upgraded shuttlecraft. Instead of just kind of the standard shuttlecrafts, they have this thing that they've called the Delta Flyer that's, like, faster and more maneuverable for some reason. And so they're kind of taking it out for a test drive and essentially have, like, the space equivalent of someone, like, pulls up next to them in a light and revs their engines and they, like, drag race to the next... Nebula or light or whatever.
0: And Harry does not want to do it, but Tom's like, "No, we're going to do it." Yeah, he's like, like "Yeah, <laughs> we drag race." Uh, um, I yeah, go on. Sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. I was just kidding. Uh oh. So, well, the person that they're drag racing, her name is uh uh Irina. Yeah. Who's played by uh Saya Batten? I hope it's high, I hope I'm saying her name right. Or, um, who who is one of the three actors who played um, Torazial uh uh Gull Dukat's daughter actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. Um, was she so in one of the ones that we saw? Or um, which?
0: That's a question. I think I'll check what the one we
1: saw with her was...
0: The um, last one that she's yeah. in when she dies. Uh, no, she, she's the first one. So she must have played her when she's like pretty young. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. She's also... I just, I'm looking at her memory alpha page. She's also one of the three uh, Orion slave girls from that Enterprise episode we watched a couple times ago. <laughs> Is she really? Yeah. Oh. So... Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, you know what? She is in one of the ones... Because, no, we, we watched Did this we one, see Return- too. We, is Return to Grace we, 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 one Yeah, we've we seen Return to Grace. Yeah, that's somewhere, like... Where it's just Ducat and... Where Kira's,
1: like, on Ducat's ship.
0: On Kira on the ship, yeah. So we've yeah. seen... Yeah, so we've seen all three characters that this person has played on our show so far. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, all within, like, the last year, too, I think. I don't think Return to Grace we watched that long ago. It, probably not, no.
1: Anyway. Uh. Yeah, and so... Essentially, like, they they meet her, and she tells them that there's this big, uh, like, this big kind of race between three different planets that's coming up. And basically, the this history behind it is there's these three planets that were at war for years and years, and have kind of sort of, it's sort of set up as, like, a sort of kind of what the Olympics was supposed to be type of thing, where, like, insta- yeah. they they sort of just... Have kind of have this like sporting event, this race is like a symbolism, symbolic thing, and they compete in that, and it's kind of central to them keeping, like they're trying to keep peace between each other. And they meet up with this. Uh,
0: well, um, uh, we're I, we're skipping ahead of uh, some of my notes too. I, oh, I want to okay. like as well. Well, a, first of all, the race is called the Antarian Transstellar Rally, which is awesome. A great name for um. a space race, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, a couple of things about this first scene that I wrote down. One of which is kind of talking about how Tom Paris is, is dumb, where I was like, because they, they meet with her because, like, her ship starts malfunctioning, and they have to save her off of her ship. And um, um, so, first of all, they beam her onto their ship, and she is standing, like, completely still, arms at her sides, like, straight up. And I'm like, what was she doing?
1: <laughs> right, in, like, prior, her ship that like, was about to explode.
0: Yeah, what, 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 was, what was the activity she was doing? When they beamed her out, it was—it's like—it's like the opposite of that episode uh, we watched, where the woman gets beamed out, where she's lying seductively <laughs> right. on her side. Right. Where it's—it's it's like what—what what was happening in that ship to cause her to beam out in this way? Um, and then the, the other thing I was going i wrote is that like, what if—what if she had died, and like they had to go back, and Tom Paris had to be like, uh, "Yeah, we accidentally killed a woman when we were testing right. the <laughs> ship because she challenged us to a race." <laughs> I'm just imagining like what the, what what would have happened if that had, uh, if if he had had to come back and say that yeah, uh, like just how, kind of
1: how did your pre- like engine test go? Well, yeah,
0: pre pre kind of like his behavior throughout this episode. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and so they um, basically Tom and Harry get super excited about this and are like, well, we're going to enter the Delta Flyer in this race for fun and kind of propose it to the senior crew, and and Tuvok and Chakotay are just like. What a waste of time. And and Janeway gets, like, super... Again, like, I'm not... I feel like that's very on character for Janeway, to get, like, super excited yeah, th- and, like, about it. this is a
0: great scene, yeah. This scene is when I got really excited, is when she's like, no, we should do it, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, it will be awesome. That's a good, such yeah. A good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Janeway's exactly... Like, that's just kind of the kind of person she is. Like, I could see her really getting excited about something like that. Um, she seems like a, This is also the one of the most fun captains. Yeah, right.
0: yeah th- this is also um I could see I could see Cisco being on board for this as well. This kind of seems like something Yeah, good. that's he true. Would, he would want to build a new spaceship yeah. To, yeah. To, to do it. Him and O'Brien. But um uh I was this is also one of the first ones we've watched in a minute that is from later period um uh, Voyager like and I got to say it's a relief to see that her hair gets better from what it is in season four of Voyager. Cause, man, she's got, she's got some rough, some rough stuff yeah. in terms of her hair Does she still have the, show, like, but.
1: What? What is? She, I'm trying to think of what her hair is in season four.
0: I don't even know how to describe it. It looks kind of like your hair does in this episode, but worse. Like I don't know how to say okay. it other than that. Like it's, it's like a, roughly the same length, but it's I don't know. So it's she's like,
1: not doing like the tight bun anymore. It's more like no,
0: no. It's it's like. It's like a similar haircut but like it it's like flatter and like yeah. almost a little spikier in a way. I don't know. I'm not I'm not good at describing hair unfortunately, but yeah. it doesn't look good. This looks a little bit better. She kind of but like she does kind of have like a Kira Narise thing of like they try a lot of things with the hair and none of it ever quite really works, at least not in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh but you uh, way much more noticeable because like they're like, "Oh, what if we gave her a bun or a braid or you know like they really go all over the map with it even with the length and stuff but looks better in in season seven
1: yeah um and then kind of what's happening meanwhile is that uh basically uh paris and bolana torres have been planning this basically like kind of weekend getaway like vacation together like they've stored up a bunch of their vacation time and torres i think they say that like paris doesn't even like realize that she's been doing this but has been like trading favors with everyone on the crew to get like a extended kind of contiguous period of holodeck time this is, and this it's is been, so episode. it's been like working super hard on this and like giving up a lot of like thing it, right like she it they say that, like she's like trading stuff for it so like she's like giving all this yeah. stuff to like kind of get this thing ready and paris forgets about it and so it's just like decides to enter this race and then later she's just like that's at the same time as like this thing we've been planning for a really long time. And he's like, oh, well, and she's like, no, it's fine. Will, Go ahead.
0: In, in, I would say in the one thing I could possibly say in Tom Paris's defense is that he does kind of offer to not do it. Like, like, yeah, he, he does kind yeah, of, the offer, first
1: like, interaction they have about it. He's we like, don't have to do it. He says like, okay, that's fine. Like I'll, I won't do it. Like, it's just this, it's just a race thing. And and Torres is, is very, like, no, it's like... It's a race thing. <laughs> Well, not Sorry. sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but no, and, and then Torres is very, especially in this first one, is, like, kind of very, very understanding. Just, like, no, like, this is something that, like, is going to be super fun for you. And, like, you should definitely go and do it. And even when she's talking about it later, I think it's... Like, she's not upset as much, like, specifically that he's doing this race instead of instead of going on the thing with her like she's just upset that she is always the one like rightfully so that she's always the one like kind of putting all of the work and effort into yeah like the relationship relationship. and like she's the one that's like doing right like she's always kind of like trying to do what he likes and what he wants and make him happy and he doesn't seem to be reciprocating that at all Mm -hmm. um like he's just kind of there
0: (laughs) i gotta say though it, I gotta say that we are again skipping over what I I think is a key component of this episode, which is the <laughs> the subplot that the Doctor wants to learn how to golf. Yep, <laughs> uh, which, is great. which I I gotta say, so this episode ends in the Delta Flyer, and it should have ended with them on. It like like I was like they they robbed me of seeing the Doctor wearing golf clothes. Like yeah, they this episode because at one point the Doctor is like, well look, wh- why don't we just. Why don't we? Do we'll, yeah, we'll the just all three of us will take a vacation together <laughs> to a golf planet. Go, yeah, you guys can do it, and I'll do it with a golf planet. Which I'm like, how does that work? Like, how far away like can you be from each other in the holodeck? You know, like, but um, but like, uh, but yeah, and it's like this should have ended with them on a beach, and then suddenly like you hear four, and then like a <laughs> the golf doctor, bu- comes and the right. doctor comes up, and and yeah, like oh, because like. Be he, so good. He's so excited about golfing, and like, there's a scene also that we that we've gone past now, but like, where Tom Paris is walking around and, and like, <laughs> and the, the 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 medical bay door opens because a golf ball went through, which I'm like, why does that happen? Right. And then and then like for some re- for no reason at all, the golf balls that the doctor uh, is practicing with are transparent and they have little like, like... LED lights in the yep. middle of them. Yep it's it's just like this weird dumb thing that like exists that i just i love it like, like space golf he's, yeah he just keeps on talking about like how he really wants to golf because like because like earth earth doctors really like to golf you know so he's right. he's very interested in golfing himself you know it's it's really good <laughs> uh but yeah it doesn't really end up coming into play really um but yeah
1: no unfortunately could i wanted it to be an, that, an that, episode but, more yeah, yeah dr golf yeah, there's
0: two really good scenes where he's talking about how he really wants to learn how to golf
1: yeah um but yeah and so uh so what Belana decides to do is as kind of like a like just treat instead she talks to neelix um about kind of her frustrations for a while um and is kind of starting to think like well maybe like and this is where she says the line like well tom tom is a great guy and <laughs> everyone watching is just like i don't think no, that's he true
0: yeah he's he sucks
1: yeah because she's what she's trying to say is that like you know like he's like it's it's not i guess it's not you it's me that like he's great but just like maybe the two of us just like aren't like don't fit together like aren't meant for each other and it's just like i don't think that's the problem with your relationship i think the problem is that tom is just a jerk and yeah. like self-centered and can't look past himself but anyways but she decided she kind of talks to neelix and then she decides like okay well i will continue to do all of the work in trying to make this relationship work and so she decides to join him on the like become his co-pilot on the race and do that together with him. She's like, this is something that you're excited about, so like I'll share it with you and we can do it together. And his first reaction is basically like, haha very funny, where is my friend Harry? <laughs> like well, he gets well, mad at her for doing this basically.
0: Well but then and then once she explains what she's doing, he's like, Oh that's cool. But then immediately he's like remember we're yeah, we're not like, just doing this we're here to win. Me. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, you suck." Yeah, Although I will say but again, like,
1: why? Like, first of all, like the fact that like you wouldn't rather have someone who is like the chief engineer of a starship and like was also like a maquis before that, and like right, like if you want someone that's able to like think on their feet in a like race situation, wouldn't you rather have Torres than like well, Harry uh- Kim, who is like still ill-defined. Like, what exactly is Harry Kim good at?
0: I'll take you some, I'll take some issue with that because there is a scene where she says, you're trading an ensign for a chief engineer. I just wrote rude. Like, uh, <laughs> Harry Kim should not be an ensign anymore. I mean, but that's, is, that is also true. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's like there, he's like, he's in charge of ops, but he's also like a really good engineer. Like, you know, he, uh, and he fixes up uh, the other woman ship, you know, in this episode. So like, yeah. I'm sure he would have, but done then there's great. like a scene like,
1: where like he doesn't know what a wrench is or something, right? Like there's there's one quick thing where she's like, "Hand me the," and then says something, and he's like, kind of looks around for a while, and he's like, "The what?" And she's like, "That thing," and he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't know."
0: Yeah, I don't know. He, I think usually though, like I mean, because he 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 kind of is partnered up with Blana for a lot of the beginning of the show, and then like for the first yeah. year or two when Seven's on the show, he also is like kind of partnered up with her, and he's usually helping them do mechanical stuff so like yeah. i'm sure he would be fine and like I, I don't know i was just like that stinks that like she's like uh yes you're trading you're getting a chief engineer like a job that i was given not not that she's not qualified but like a job that i was given to appease the maquis element for like, of political the, reasons yeah uh, for political reasons I- instead of an ensign who there's no earthly reason why he should still be an ensign at this point <laughs> that's fair um so I felt a little, i mean a little bad for Harry Kim in that moment, but, um, but like the point stands, Tom Paris is a jerk either either way. Yeah. Although I will say that this, this scene also has the, the hardest <laughs> I laugh probably in the episode, which is that, we <laughs> just that uh, like what Tom Paris is working on, is working on the, on, on like the bridge of this thing or like the cockpit yeah. or whatever. And then, uh, blana comes up behind him and she says, Say Klepka, which I guess is like Klingon for cheese or something, and then Tom Paris turns around and like barrels the camera, like with like this look. <laughs> the on dumbest his face, look like, on his face. It's great. <laughs> like what? And then and then like she takes a picture of him with like and then what, what? you find out of like a comically large camera, like 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 yeah, like a camera that was like big for cameras in the nineties, like <laughs> right. like like an insanely huge looking camera that she's going to like, you know, develop this picture or replicate it or something somehow later, which just made me laugh pretty hard. It's great. <laughs> um, she also like, I don't want to keep on going, like saying, Oh, we missed, we missed, but we missed, but like, there's some other stuff too, like before this, cause you kind of, so there's kind of a subplot happening, which is that like, as you said, like this, the, the transstellar race is kind of like the Olympics because there was like these people who were in a, in a, in a war, um, there's three to three or four different like people groups that were in a war, and they've they're kind of holding this to kind of like as a, as kind of a spirit of goodwill. It's like their inaugural race and stuff. And there's like this ambassador who who is kind of like the you know he's he's like he's trying to like appease everybody, but every time he does anything, yeah, um, like he kind of the see, other people can't are, do
1: anything that would seem like favoritism towards one party or another, and because then everyone else gets mad. So it's just like, where are we going to have the opening ceremonies? Because if we have it on their planet, then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, well, they Yeah why them and not us?" Yeah,
0: and that that felt very real, and I like and I liked the way that they solved that for that problem, which is that the Enterprises or the the Vo- Voyager, it's like, "Oh, well, we'll just hold it here," you know, yeah. like like uh, we're we're a neutral party, and that that seems to work out. Obviously, and then and then you kind of find out later on that there's almost more, there's kind of like a you know like a Munich Olympics type like terrorism
1: yeah thing Plum. going
0: on, which again, which I liked. I thought that was like a cool yeah, a cool it's a idea. it's a good.
1: Again, um, like, the, the plot of the actual, like, the actual story plot of the episode, I think, is, is really fun and really good.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, like, when they're at the reception for, uh, for like, this race, so you, first of all, you debut these Delta Flyer uniforms, which look awesome. Of so cool. I also first just I was find like, it
1: so charming that they, like, again, like, presumably Janeway was totally on board with this, that they're, like, we're having, we're going to, like, enter the Delta Flyer in this one race, this one time. Let's like make up completely new like race uniforms for our team.
0: Yeah, and and at first, like when Tom Paris goes over to talk to uh like the the mean racer who what is that guy's name? Oh uh, um, yeah. Um. Uh, who? Well, I, I was like, oh, he's going to be the sabulba of this of yeah. this race. Although he he Asan. ends up not really he yeah. Is his name as Asan, Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and he's he ends up not really being like that that uh crucial but like yeah
1: i mean he's always kind of the one that's like the like that they're kind of like fight like it's always like them and arena and asan are like kind of the ones going back and forth for the lead throughout the race
0: yeah but but um the yeah he goes up to talk to him and 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 i was like kind of looking and i was like oh this would look better if it wasn't a jumpsuit, but then I was realizing as they're all wearing jumpsuits, like, oh, this is, like, it's, like, a NASCAR thing, like, we're all the, like, the NASCAR racers and stuff. In real life, they all wear jumpsuits, so I was, like, oh, that's really cool, like, that's another, like, neat little kind of, like, concession to, like, what it is they're doing, which is, like, being in a race. Like, it's really, really well designed, and, like, all of their other racers have really cool-looking uniforms, too. And then, um, if I could Yeah,
1: I like the, like, one that, like, Arenas and her co-pilot have that's, like, it's like this really kind of like high waisted, like shiny green mm-hmm. legs, and then this like red top. And it's like a cool, like the colors are, like you said before, like it's, it's just a different like aesthetic than you're used to seeing on Star Trek mm-hmm. of just these kind of like vibrant colors and like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Rosanne D- Dawson, she gets one later, and I, I thought she looked great in, in particular. She looked really good in, in the, and it was a good, good look for, for that character, I thought. Uh, but, um, which is debuted in this scene where Tom Paris is like, be good. Be good at this. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so sorry, sorry. I just just wanted to, I'm just so enthusiastic about parts of those episodes. I don't want to miss any of the stuff that I,
1: yeah. Um, And so essentially they, they start the race and um, kind of Neelix does the, this like race commentary that gets everyone like super excited on the ship watching it. And,
0: another great scene like a, a yeah. great scene because like, like seven is just because seven that keeps kind
1: of reporting like like every 20 minutes she'll just like report like the order that the people are in and how many kilometers they are from the end or something like that and neelix comes comes up and he's just like no you got to do it with some flair and then starts you know doing this kind of like race commentator exciting thing
0: yeah and he does it you know again like Ethan Phillips, like, I think underappreciated sometimes on the show. And, like, he does, this is a really great, a great episode for me, like, some, like, the two scenes he gets. Yeah. And uh, this there's, 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 like, there's a good moment where, like, they all keep on crowding around him. And, like, Tuvok wants to show Janeway something, like, a security report. And she's like, <laughs> later, later. And then, and then like, she, and then, like, they go into, like, the nebula. and then... Yeah,
1: so no one can, like, see the, yeah. So they they go into a nebula where, like, the trackers can't follow the ships anymore. So, like, until they come out the other end, you don't know what's happening in there.
0: And, and and then Jane was like, "Well, I guess I can listen to the report now." And he's kind of, and then Tuvok is even into <laughs> like, it now. He's kind of like, "Oh, uh, later, later." You know. Yeah,
1: uh, I love Tuvok so much.
0: Yeah, I also there's the, I think the second like the second or third time that like Neelix is doing like a commentary moment, there's one there's it just it just struck me there's there's one shot of like uh, just a nameless crewman who is like repairing something on the ship somewhere, and you just you just hear Neelix's... like voice coming in over the intercom and it's just this one woman and she just kind of like looks up and kind of smiles like, Oh, (laughs) like, and I was just like, good for her. Like you get this little like featured moment. Yeah, It was an unusual uh, moment, but uh, yeah. So So
1: also when they start the race, so, you know, I don't know if you picked up on or remember this, but there's a plot point in like the, a very early, like first season episode of Voyager Where like they only have a limited, they only have like sixty photon torpedoes or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you caught that. And then it's like never like, and I think I've watched a video one time where they like go through and count how many photon torpedoes Voyager actually uses over the course of the whole show. Oh yeah. Um, but I do find it really funny that like if that was actually the case, they wasted one to start the race.
0: Well, maybe it was not a real. Maybe there was something else they They put in there because like like like, it does explodes like 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 a a firework firework. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm But I know what you mean, though. That's funny. I uh, forgot about that.
1: But yeah, and so so they go into this uh, this nebula, and there's kind of like really tight quarters between um, Asan and the Delta Flyer and Arena's ship, and they uh, the Delta Flyer kind of like edges their way past them and kind of bumps them a little bit, and then they come out the other end, and then the race gets stopped because there was an accident, and it, at first they. Um, or I guess I guess at this point they still think so like Asan like I guess when they had bumped Arena's ship like it kind of like their shields overloaded and the console blew up and it injured um, her co-pilot and like she's blaming Asan for it and saying like no it wasn't the Delta flyer like he had been like targeting my shields the whole time and and so there's kind of this like stoppage and then Harry Kim decides to like join her as kind of her co-pilot to help finish the race because well harry yeah. kim has had a crush on her basically the whole time because harry kim just <laughs> has a crush on everyone in the show
0: well there's this there's this kind of hilarious scene where tom Ferris is like oh man she looks like she could be normal like yeah like she's, she's not just... a bore she's not dead and it's just like i was just like okay well she's something's gonna happen with her like you right know, like this. is he
1: kind of references like other episodes yeah. where harry kim has a crush on someone and then it doesn't work out
0: yeah. Well, so not not to go back again, but but like, uh, so the the Delta flyer wins the first leg of the race because of this thing where they kind of bump both of them as they go by, which was Balana's idea, and Tom Paris gets really mad at her for yeah. doing a good job, for,
1: like, right? Because we like saw like, oh, we have like a great opening, we can make it through there, and, and he's just like, like, why well, are I'm you? The pilot. I'm the one driving. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> he's yeah. The, again, the the whole this whole time, like. Anytime they cut to Tom and Bellana, it's like Bellana, like Tom just being an absolute jerk because he keeps, tell like, treating her like a child, like he's like gives her these little like, rhyming things to remember what her job is supposed to be.
0: In that scene, I wrote Bellana should break up with Tom Paris. That's what <laughs> I, I wrote. Uh, although I will say that she didn't get in one good lick in this scene where he's giving her these nursery rhymes where. <laughs> said she's like i don't need these nursery rhymes And he's like meh it got me through the academy and she just says you were expelled (laughs) right (laughs) which i was like that's a pretty sick burn (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he's just keeps treating her like so but like it's all very he keeps being like this is like my thing and like i'm the pilot and like you're just supposed to like do what i say and help me and um yeah and she's trying to like do something together with him and so they um They they like kind of start the the next the next leg, and they're flying and racing for a while, and then on Harry and Arena's ship, like some alarm goes off, and well, something keeps like some alarm like keeps going, and Harry keeps being like, "I should like go in the back and check this out." And Arena's like, "No, it's fine. No, it's fine." And then suddenly she's just like, "I'll go to the back and check it out," and then Harry's just like, "Wait, it's not the back. It's like my console and his console like explodes and knocks him out." Um. And he kind of figures out that she had sabotaged her own ship so that it would like stop and drop out of the race um, and she's kind of holding him at gunpoint while he's figuring this out and what he, and then the Delta flyer kind of takes the lead and is like almost on its way to the finish line and kind of so at the the I, and they, again they do kind of a good job of the so they, these two things are happening simultaneously is like Harry's figuring this out and kind of figures out from arena that what her plan was is that she had rigged the Delta flyer to explode when it crosses the finish line. So she wants the Delta flyer to win because like the finish line is all these like ships of dignitaries and people from all of these different races, like all the ambassadors and everything are there. So if there's like a big explosion, then it would kind of like, she wants them to be sort of plunged back into war. Um, And so Harry's kind of figuring this out. And meanwhile, like, Tom Paris and B'Elanna are about to win and kind of getting into this, like, relationship fight. And so Tom Paris is just like, okay, you know what? Like, fine. I will do something that you're not asking me to do and, like, prove that our relationship means more to me than this race by, like, stopping the ship and letting Asan like, pass us and win. And, like, they just kind of are sitting there arguing.
0: Um, and even the way he does this, it just feels very, like, passive-aggressive, like... Yeah, he's just like, okay, you want me to,
1: like, lose the race? Fine, I'll lose the race. just like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted you to be nice to me. Um, Yeah. And so, like, they're arguing, and uh, and, and then um, uh, Harry figures out a way to um, kind of warn them that the ship is rigged to explode using Morse code, Um, which I'm pretty sure is, like, not... I can't remember other ones, but I feel like there have been other episodes we've watched where, like, Morse code is used to solve a problem. Um,
0: yeah, I think there's one, isn't there one with, like, bl- where, like, someone blinks in Morse code? Maybe. I'm pretty sure that happens.
1: Yeah. I forget. But, yeah, I feel like, um, but, yeah, although that scene I feel like it's kind of funny because like, they're sitting and, like, watching the, because he's, like, sending these, like, scanning pulses that are, like, dots and dashes, but the words that Tom Paris is getting from it, he's reading, like, far too fast, because it's, like, dot, dot, and he's, like, fuel converter. It's, like, dot, dash, rigs to explode. (laughs) It's, like, I don't think that's how Morse code works, but I get it. Um, And so they, like, eject the warp core into a nebula so it doesn't hurt anybody, and then they're kind of just, like, adrift in the ship, and then Tom Paris essentially, like, proposes, like, chooses this time to, like, proposed to bolana mm-hmm. um and and again that is suddenly treated like i feel like in his mind like he's been the like magnanimous one this whole time
0: well because he says that like you know i've always been afraid to talk about my feelings because i didn't think the klingons liked to talk about that stuff right which is not and, what her issue is right at like all this entire time that's what that's what i was making you so frustrated is i was like this This whole episode hasn't been about how you want to talk about your feelings, it's about how you're just being mean to her, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like for no reason, um, so like it just didn't see it just kind of is this weird like jarring thing where she's like, "Oh, you want you just you just thought you were afraid to talk to me, well, you can talk to me, and yeah, like, and he's you know, like, okay
1: like that. I like kissing you, and do you want to get married <laughs> and,
0: yeah,
1: and then then they get married, and that's the end. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but of course the episode still has to end with one last when he's like uh, Balna Paris. I like the sound of that. But she's she's like, I, uh, "What about Tom Torres? And he's like, "I hope you're just like <laughs> it's like yeah. why the who why do you like what what are you doing like she because she says, "Well, it's the 24th century," and it's like, "Yeah, Tom, it's the 24th century. Why are you why are you right. still like trying to be like no? It's stupid if the woman cha- if the man has to change his name to the woman's last name." Like, it's so bad. Like, and that's just how it ends with him being like, nope, I'm still going to be a sexist pig, even though we're married and we supposedly worked out our problems. And also, we're on the Delta Flyer instead of on instead of on a beach where the doctor can be golfing past us. Yeah. But, so yeah, just a, a weird... You know, at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about, you were saying that, like, it's kind of a great example of, like, the low standards for men. I also think this is a kind of a great example of, like, tw- too often kind of is the Voyager formula of, like, what if we had a good idea and then we put a bad idea into the good idea? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like it, it's it's you know and not not to hit on Voyager too much. It's like this this episode. It was like I was watching this episode and I was like, this is the reverse. This is the opposite of the Times Orphan episode of DS Nine that we watched, where there's like where like the a plot is. Oh yeah. Awful. And then the A plot is awful, and then like there's a really good B plot. Like, personal kind of,
1: story with Worf, with it's just like that's so good, yeah.
0: Yeah, where it's kind of salvaging it, and like this is this is like the opposite where it's like there's like a you know you got a little bit of poop in my peanut butter you know type type thing. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like I I I liked it overall. I I'm I'll, I'll watch this one again because my wife didn't watch this one with me, so I'll watch it again when we get to it and. I will enjoy the parts that I enjoyed, and I'm sure that my wife will have a lot of things to say about <laughs> Tom Paris as we're watching it, which are all deserved. So yeah, um, it's,
1: yeah. I guess it's it again. I in, throughout Voyager, I feel like I can never quite figure out what they want. Like I know what I think about Tom Paris, but I don't know what they want me to think about Tom Paris. Yeah, <laughs> like I sure, don't know I if he's that. like intended to be terrible or if he's supposed to be like. Like oh you Tom Paris you scamp
0: yeah I kind of
1: likable like you good guy who just like doesn't play by the rules or something I don't know
0: yeah it's it's really a mystery it almost feels like they don't always know like or like maybe yeah maybe maybe it's like a writer to writer thing I don't know or like maybe it's like a thing where it's like the creators like 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 maybe it's like a you know the creators think that he is like a lovable scamp and then every now and then like you have someone writing the episode who's like. This guy sucks, you know. Right, and, and so there's there's a little bit of push pull there. I don't know, it's a mystery. But yeah, I would like definitely like in my my bottom five Star Trek main cast members, <laughs> along with like Wesley and uh, Ash Tyler, <laughs> you know, some folks like that, the Yar. ER, but um, yeah. Well, I think that's all I had. I think I, I went pretty exhaustively. I mean, like half of my notes, like I said, were just stuff like, uh you know tom paris stinks yeah so which we definitely hit hit on that anything else you wanted to talk about in this one that's i think all i had all right well this is a show that comes out every other sunday so we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about another enterprise episode uh it's called the shipment it is enterprise season three episode seven So you can come back and listen to that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can check out our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also listen to the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science pop culture podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So until next time, we will uh, see you later. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody.
1: Bye.